this episode. That's about a, a sport about which I know almost nothing. It's an example that demonstrates the importance of, of everybody working in the same direction. The, the central character is Peter Blake. He's a New Zealand yachtsman. So every decision was tested against one filter, and that was, will this make the boat go faster? He was named Special Envoy to the United Nations um, for environmental programs. Some pirates boarded their ship and uh, Blake was shot and killed. Their focus is diluted across, across many uh, objectives. And yeah, what's the one thing? Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan, And hi, everybody. I'm Mark Shank. Now, Mr. Mark, I believe you've got uh, a story for us. I have, I have. It's got. It's that's about a, a sport about which I know almost nothing. Ah, they're <laughs> right. Speaking for, with expertise, good to see. Oh yes, yes. But uh, it, it just it's a it's an example that demonstrates the importance of of everybody working in the same direction, going in the same direction, and. Uh, uh, the central character is Peter Blake. He's a New Zealand yachtsman, born in 1948. And I mean, like this guy is like, as I say, I know nothing about yachting, but when I saw him, I thought, oh, he must be a yachtsman, right? Really? He's tall, he's <laughs> lean, he's you know incredibly deeply tanned and contrasted with a shock of blonde hair. Um, and right. he, he was incredibly successful as a, as a yachtsman, like long distance ocean racing. So the Whitbread Round the World race, the Jules Verne trophy for the fastest round the world thing. Right, right. And he was, uh, you know, he was a member of the, you know, member of the Order of the British Empire or whatever. Um, for his uh, yachting experiences. For his yachting. And then um, he ended up with a knighthood. He was knighted in 1995, um, not least of which because of what he did um, in 1995. But before we talk about that, in 1992, um, New Zealand were contesting the America's Cup in San okay. Diego, mm. and they um, they the syndicate asked Peter Blake to come in to manage the team, and he was kind of brought in at the last minute. And he realised that he you know all the big decisions had been made, and he couldn't really make much difference. And you know the New Zealand team got kind of knocked out in the the middle stage of the competition, didn't make it to the final, and. Uh, he decided that if he was ever going to do it again, he would do it right. And so he decided that he was going to lead the syndicate to contest the, the lead the New Zealand syndicate to contest the 1995 America's Cup. And um, he adopted a single strategy, which was used to guide every decision that was made about the boat design, equipment, crew, tactics, uh, nutrition, training. So every decision was tested against one filter and that was will this make the boat go faster and so that singular focus resulted in New Zealand winning the 1995 uh, America's Cup uh, in a clean sweep right not only did right. they win it they won it 5-0 right gotcha. and uh, uh, and a bit um, he was kind of a national hero winning the, Amer the America's Cup I don't know if you remember when Australia Won the America's Cup in oh, people went crazy. It was, it was like, like yeah, national holiday. Yeah, you know, I like know, this. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, it was then that he, you know, the strategy of will the boat go faster was revealed to the world, and you know, that was good. Now they went on and defended the world, uh, the America's Cup in two thousand, um, with the same strategy. 
And so, and that, that again, is an incredible achievement because they're the only foreign crew, like outside of America, to defend, to and successfully win. defend the, the, the America's Cup. And did he go on after that? Like, did he do well, a, he, did another after, session? Well, look, this, it's actually a, a, a very sad story right. because he stepped down from his uh, from the New Zealand America's Cup uh, uh, after they'd won the 2000 America's Cup because he 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 had always been uh, like an, in, a, a conservationist, uh, worried about the environment, sustainability, etc. And so uh, he'd taken a number of kind of key roles. One of them with was with the um, uh, the, the Cousteau Society, the French Cousteau Society, and he was skipper of um, one of their ships. And then he was named special envoy to the United Nations um, for environmental programs. Right, right. And uh, only like 18 months or so after the 2000 America's Cup, he was in the Amazon Delta doing, uh, you know, and monitoring global warming pollution for the United Nations. Yeah. And their boat was leaving the Amazon Delta and they had to clear customs. And there was a big queue, so they had to park overnight. I don't know where they park a boat, whatever you do yeah. with a boat. And anyway, they're, they're at anchor and uh, uh, planning to clear customs the next morning and, and head home. Uh, about 9 p.m., some pirates boarded their ship and uh, Blake was shot and killed. Oh, and what? that was it. And uh, so that was pretty sad. Uh, so, what an ending. So, yeah, no, he didn't go on to He to didn't do go much on. Else. He could have done another one. They could have been a... And an amazing yeah. third defense. Yeah, he was only fifty-three when yeah. uh, when he when he died. Yeah. Another interesting uh, uh, postscript about that story is that the British men's rowing are uh, the the rowing eights. Yes, right. Like, but they had been like hopeless. Not well, not hopeless, but they'd been they weren't competitive in the world scene for many many years. Well, in nineteen ninety eight. They they took on that same strategy of will it make the boat go faster and right. use that as the focus for their preparation for the 2000 Olympics, and they set this wild goal which was to win the gold medal at yep. the 2000 Olympics. Um, they used that strategy of will it make the boat go faster. They won. They won. And, uh, yep, <laughs> an interesting one of the one of the the, the rowers uh, in that team. Uh, subsequently, wrote a book called "Will the Boat Go Faster" and formed a consultancy company called. Will the boat go faster? There you go. Why yeah. not? You know, I, I find those sort of stories, uh, that strategy, terrific, right? You know, this singular idea behind a strategy. I mean, Southwest Airlines is another famous example. Um, you know, their strategy around, you know, is this going to help us be the low-cost provider, you know, the low-cost airline? Um, and everything lines up with that. Um, yeah. But I, I feel that there's... I rarely see it. I rarely see that, you know, sort of, you know, focus that you get in the, that is that example that you go. I absolutely because you know we work with a lot of companies around strategy, and that's one of the things that we see is that their their, their focus is diluted across across many uh, objectives, and yeah, and often yeah. they're they're really different. Yep. And yeah, I mean, yeah, so. like, it is great when you can you know when you can have as few as three things. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, that I'm, makes when... that makes a pretty good strategy. Yeah. Having one, oh my god, that's yeah, that's, that's like that's the next that's level. Just, yeah, yeah. So we should chat chat about the story, hey. So um, I, I really love you know you know me. I like the sort of little depiction of the of the character, the main character, and I I had a nice image in my head of of what was his name again? Though I didn't get his Peter name Blake. in my head. Peter Blake, you know, Peter. Um, 
you know, that shock of blonde hair against his uh, tanned body or whatever, lean fellow, tall, all those things just gave me that image. I thought that was fantastic. Um, and then, you know, um, you know what I was, I think I was uh, wanting in the story more is like what, what were a couple of examples of what they did to make their boat go faster? Um Yes, I'm sure you know. Do you, you would have known oh, yeah, a couple of those things? Of you know, like like yep. just you know, this sail is much more expensive, but it's it's significantly lighter, right? And that's going to make the boat, boat go faster, makes right? The boat because go weight faster. is you know. So yeah, yeah there was, was decisions like that. Yep. Uh, and you know, when designing the boat, you know, like crew comforts. Well, do we really need that? <laughs> Does that it make, make the, the boat, boat go, go faster? faster? No, bugger. Mm. How long is a um an, uh the event? Is it uh, like when you're sailing? Oh, it goes it... for I mean it goes for many weeks, but the the races themselves are I, I think they're only like you know, two to four hours. Oh, they're, okay. They're, they're so pretty... you're not you're not having to sleep in you know or, or anything like that particularly two to four no, hours. No. Worth. no, no, no. It's not like it's all hands you know, on, on the on the Whitbread or you know the the the, the ocean race where you are going around the world and it takes. Several months, many months. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really, I really like. What do you like in the story? What do you like telling in that story? Well, yeah. Just the, well, you know, the, the thing I like is that the let you know how he realised that from the 1992 experience that yeah you know, he didn't have the opportunity to make a difference because all the decisions had been made, and then when he did have the chance, he made every decision filtered against that. That one criteria. Yeah. So I, I like that 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 1992 uh, experience, where it kind of sets up the scene for him to really. I, I just got this picture of him, you know, like I don't know, just going, "Yeah, we're going to do this, and if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right." Yeah, yeah, right. Do you think he was actually on the boat in the race? Was he one of the racers? A uh, good question. Yeah, I don't know. Just. Well, being such a good sailor, I mean, he would he would he would be hard to keep him off the boat. I would say. Yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't know the answer to that one. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, in terms of how you'd make it a, a better story, is there anything that well, uh, exactly having those those that, one of the things that that I always think about, and how do you make a how do you make a story better, yeah. is what questions do people have? Yeah, right? right. And so those two questions that you've got, yeah, uh, that's how you would make it better. Yeah. Right. right. Examples yeah. of the uh, of, of the thing, you know, specific things they did. Was he on the boat? Um, yeah. I just think that's a really useful question. You know, what yeah. what do you want? What do you want to know about this story? One of the things uh, you did in the uh, telling of that story is you made a really clear topic. You know, we've talked about this yesterday. You know, we've, for many years we call this the relevant statement. You know, so why is this relevant? But it seems a little bit. Um, overly complicated uh, phrase so we thought well actually it's just the topic right it's the topic, yeah. and and the topic just keeps the whole thing in line and you're not going off and telling you know extraneous bits of information you're just trying to tell the story that helps you make the point or is within the topic that you've set at the beginning um, yeah so i thought that was really good um yeah. cool well let's let's get into um where we would put this into practice right yeah, well, uh, this is a, a really good story to have when working with with teams around strategy, when they're yeah. when they're thinking about strategy. 
It's a provocation, isn't it? I mean, imagine if you could throw that to an executive team and sort of say, look, if you could come up with one thing, right? Well, even if they don't get to one thing, but yeah. just kind of push them. What's the one thing? Unfortunately, I see organizations sort of going, oh, well, our one thing is um, customer experience. And I don't know. I've never seen it really. Maybe maybe I don't know if they really believe it. Well, I think that's that that's a really that's a really good one. Do they believe that yeah. customer experience is the thing, or are they just saying it because they think that's what they should say because everyone else is doing everyone that? else is doing that? Yeah, yeah. yeah so anyway, but but that provocation using that story as a provocation, I think, would be fantastic. You know, yeah. um, and also. For those situations where you have people who, you know, I've had one company I worked with that had seven strategic choices um, and their seven strategic choices kind of aligned to the divisions, right? Right. So they wanted to make sure that all the divisions were represented, were represented in the strategy. In the strategy. And it, yeah. it was a terrible strategy, right? Yeah. It just, no one can remember seven things anyway. So um, it reminds but, me know, that, uh, that 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 uh, cartoon about uh a swing designed by a committee and uh you know like it just you end up with something that's instead of some some clean and functional things just some crazy ass design <laughs> the um yeah so i think there are a couple of good reasons good reasons for telling that story um any other business points you could draw from it well i i, I maybe around teamwork and that uh, teams work better when they have uh, a clear goal, mm. a so, guiding sort of yeah. you know, mantra or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they in in that case, the in both cases, they sort of had a goal plus a process for making decisions. Right? You yeah. know, goal goal. We're going to win the gold medal, or we're going to win this America's Cup, and and then the process. Okay, whatever comes past this, can this is going to make will it make the bike go faster? I think it's just one of those clarifying questions right so yeah. yeah very good and it also about ease of decision making and speed of decision making that that clarity allows you to make better decisions and faster, faster decisions yeah and we you know we talk about organizations where their values are really clear and deeply ingrained and it's a way of really short circuiting decision making time yeah. Not short, not short, short seeing, short uh, reducing yeah. the time it, it takes to make a decision. You can just go, yeah. actually, if we put our values on the table, what decision is the right one? Well, it's this one. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, right. And uh, um, I remember someone telling me that a, a value is only a value when it costs you money, right? Mm. You know, and you know, that um, uh, the the sale example, you know, the, the the lighter but more expensive sale, right? Yes. It's gonna it's gonna cost you money to do this, right? Um, but you have to do it because that's the the guiding sort of philosophy. Cool. Okay. Well, let's let's come up with some scores for this baby. All um, right. Well, I, I I led the show, so you get to go first with the scoring. Yeah, I think for me it's a solid seven, seven out of okay. ten. Yep. Yep. Well, I you? I, yeah, I love it. I'm giving it an eight. An eight. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, there you go. And not just because, not, not just because, because it's I your told story. It, not not just because it's my story, 
Um, although obviously that's uh, that's an influence, but because I just think that this is simple and powerful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy and to certain, tell. And certainly for all our strategy work, it's um, it'd be one that's going to be told often, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, I think that's it. Anything we need to share with our listeners, Mark? We've got an oh. uh, event coming up, don't we? Or Well, that you know, They've only got a very short time left. Uh, we're launching our Story Powered uh, Leadership Program. Yep. And uh, so we've got programs starting on the 10th of October. Uh, and these are virtually delivered, so uh, you can join them from wherever you are on the planet. But uh, 10th of October and 17th of October. Mm, okay, fantastic. And if you want to know more, uh, www.anecdote.com forward slash events. We'll Beautiful. get you in the right place. Excellent. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.